Welcome to this week's episode of Latchkey Minis, where we take a critical look at the critical look we took last week. I'm Sarah, and I am the mom of a four-year-old little boy. And I'm Briar, and I am the mom of a 17-year-old girl, a seven-year-old boy, and a two-year-old boy. And the purpose of this little mini-sode here is that we thought that we should probably issue corrections, final thoughts, even do a state of the pod on occasion. We will also occasionally be doing interviews, and we wanted to make sure that we had a thematic way to do the fun stuff interspersed with the serious stuff, if that's what you want to call that. And we wanted to walk through the process of the kid reviews a little bit more, even though we haven't actually done it ourselves before. So here's what we want you to do. Give us a call at 402-885-4875. And when you're prompted, this is a Google Voice number. So when it prompts you to record, what we'd like to hear is 30 to 45 seconds of your kid telling us a story about their favorite movie. It could be their favorite scene from the movie. It could be the funniest thing that they think happens in a movie. It could even be what they think the movie means, which is often very interesting. So when, please do give us a call and we will be plugging those little snippets in to the mini-sodes here. As for Tangled, we have several corrections, <laughs> which hey, is exactly why we're doing no, but no, but this is exactly why we're doing this. So we'll start with the idea that Tangle was not well received. That is a lie. Apparently, unadjusted for inflation, it is the eighth highest grossing film produced by Walt Disney, behind The Lion King, Frozen, Zootopia, Moana, Big Hero 6, Beauty and the Beast. Was that the animated version? I bet that was the animated version. That's the version. animated version. And Aladdin. So it also has an 89% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which I gotta say is actually pretty decent. Yeah. That is I was, critically impressive. Right. I will say, though, that this was apparently and is apparently still the highest cost of production animated film that has ever been made. And I think a lot of that just falls into it was Disney using a new style. Like, yeah, where that's, they were what trying... I, that's what I would ask, because what they've done here, they've done a new style, but it's also can we say become a bit of the standard for animation right. since so I would it say so. was the highest grossing at the time but they were doing new things with right. the intent to carry that forward exactly it was like the trailblazer for disney exactly tangled the trailblazer <laughs> 
During the last podcast, we said that The Little Mermaid, The Beauty and the Beast, uh, and Pocahontas were in the golden age of Disney, and that's wrong. Um, that's actually considered the Disney renaissance, um, which is really interesting, this whole like grouping of Disney movies. It's a whole nother, like rabbit hole to fall down. But the Disney Renaissance is everything released from 1989 to 1999. And it includes the films that were released starting with The Little Mermaid and then through to the release of Tarzan. So you can so think of those films. So some really questionable movies then. Why do we call that the Disney Renaissance? Do you know? Because prior to that was the Disney, I believe they call it the dark period. Um, it's when things <laughs> like uh, The Black Cauldron was released and just a lot of unsuccessful films, animated That was really films. a good movie. I like. I know. Movie. A lot of people love that movie. I... Um, like, so, there's dozens of us, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I think that's, like, a really big cult favorite. Um, so, it it starts, Disney starts with the Golden Age. The Golden Age was uh, 1937 with Snow White. And it goes through to, depending on who you ask or what um, source you're looking at, it goes through the release of the Aristocats in 1970. So then, in that period from 1970 to 1989, Disney slumped, and they slumped pretty hard, apparently. Um, and then, with the release of The Little Mermaid, they kind of gained back that that glory that they had previously had. Well, The Little Mermaid, and then, if I'm looking at the top grossing movies right so because that's a lot of them we have after the little mermaid i think aladdin was next i'm not uh, sure if it was aladdin or beauty and the beast but, but they're like right one there of them, but they're yeah. all three pretty close together mm -hmm. and the lion king was also right around that exact same time as well too so that's they they brought it back i wonder do we know when walt disney died i don't know when walt disney died We'll have to address that in another episode. Mini. <laughs> We're going to have lots and lots be... of time to talk about Walt Disney. I mean, yes, I'm sure he'll come up again and again and again. There's no way to do all of the kids' movies, even over an extended period of time, unless we're reviewing more Disney than anything else. Right. So... Right. They just, they release like. It seems like, what, every year there's at mm -hmm. least one animated film. Well, and I bet that number's actually been two for the last, what, decade or so because of Pixar. Because Pixar does a new one every year or two. So right. since that's a Disney production, I mean, I'm counting Pixar mm -hmm. as our Disney films as well. Then the other thing we talked about was my Disney trip in whether it was 2005 or 2006 when I saw the Rapunzel unbraided poster, and that was October of 2005. I had to go back and look at some really funny pictures of me when I was just a wee thing. And when wee I say little that, ass I'm, at in Disney. Fact, I was actually an adult. <laughs> I was 22, <laughs> but still fun to go back and reminisce. It was 2005, October. And I'm sure at 22, you probably had the best hair and body of your life. That's really the sad part about it. <laughs> it always is. And it wasn't good enough for me at the time. No, isn't that amazing how it it's never, never good enough nope. when you have it. And then when you 
look back, go, hmm, I should have appreciated that more. Yep. I have felt very significantly with the return of 90s clothing that I really wish I still had my 90s body to go yep. with it. Yeah. Yep. I didn't wear crop tops at the time because I didn't feel I could pull them off. And man, would I have been able to pull those off. <laughs> if so only. We also, we called uh, When Will My Life Begin an I Wish song. These are actually called I Want songs. It means exactly the same thing, but terminology is important here, especially when we're dealing with theater and film and semantics, because there's a lot of those. So these are I want songs. Well, you can't, if you wanted a list of I want songs and you Googled <laughs> I wish songs, you would Fair just enough. get that one. <laughs> I wish I was a little bit taller. Oh, <laughs> I wish I was a little bit Smaller? No, he wishes he was a little bit baller. I baller, think. yeah. Baller. Yeah. So, I mean, important for Googling. <laughs> we also were not sure if Ron Perlman actually vo voiced both Stabbington brothers. And this is actually a really kind of fun thing to dig down into because Ron Perlman does voice the main Stabbington brother. The one without the eye patch. Okay. And... John DiMaggio voices the other Stabbington brother, who is in fact the one that Flynn talks to while he's in the jail. Um, it's an uncredited role for John, for John, and a lot of places actually do just credit Ron Perlman as both Stabbington brothers. Poor John. Like, I know. Like he needs that credit or anything, really. But Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't seem fair. That All right. Ron Perlman is getting his credit for that line. <laughs> no, it's certainly for that one. If we counted them, I bet it's maybe 12 words. I don't maybe. even know. I, it's something about Rapunzel. It's the old lady. It was the yes. old lady who oh, told us. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you know, there's something about... I wonder if this is actually having anything to do with the film or if this is a Screen Actor Guild... Uh, rule requirement. I'm not sure what they would call them. For what actually determines what would be a credited versus uncredited? Correct. Yeah, I've always wondered that. It's nothing I've ever really looked into. Um, maybe I will. Maybe you'll have time. Now, we also still have to clear up Alan Chudik. Okay, so here we go. On Twitter, in March of 2013, he was asked, and his response was, Tudik. It's true. And he spelled it T-W-O hyphen D-I-C-K. As though there was any doubt about what we were actually counting, we're counting two dicks. Two dicks. Okay. <laughs> but then, in a Reddit AMA which I'll link in the show notes, he says T-Y-O-O hyphen D-I-K. Now, Dick is Dick, but mm -hmm. is Chew, I mean, is it two or is it, do you say T-I-U? I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I listened to uh, Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies, and he always talks about him being Alan Tudyk. So it's the only way I can think of him. He's Alan Tudyk. Sorry, Alan. If you're listening, we really, really, really love you. Come on the show. Feel Clear free it to up come on us. the show. <laughs> And be a leaf on the wind. That's fine, too. Oh, sad. Too soon? Yeah, probably too soon. It's always going to be too soon. It's always going to be too soon. (laughs) So we also thought we would leave ourselves a little bit of room after going through the show the first time for us to clarify or make corrections. Any final thoughts that we had? I was watching the movie again last week. And I was bitching about Rapunzel and Gothel in the final scene where Rapunzel realizes that she's the long lost princess. And I don't, I don't remember what I said, but I was complaining about Rapunzel staying for so long, essentially. And my middle child, almost eight years old, looked at me and he said, well, mommy, why did she say so? stay so long? And I thought that was a really good question. So that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Why Rapunzel is so slow to realize that Gothel is to blame for her circumstances. Because Gothel is her entire life at that point. Like, does she know any better? She doesn't know any better. She's never received love from any other source. She has no other... She has nothing to compare that to as far as a worldview goes. And what I said was that sometimes people we love behave badly. Right. And it's difficult for us to separate the bad behavior from the way that we feel about them. And because Rapunzel thought Gothel was her mother, she loved her, she was ready to believe that she was right for all of those years, she was ready to believe that she was right. I think that was some really good parenting on your part. Well, thank you. I'm so bad at off-the-cuff stuff like that. I will admit, I have many years of practice at this point in time. (laughs) You should have seen what I said to my daughter the first time she asked about babies. (laughs) That could be a podcast in its own. Parents just (laughs) recounting their memories of explaining how babies are made for their kids. The birds and the bees. We'll we'll, we'll save that one. Maybe do that next. (laughs) When we make it through every Disney movie. So, never. The never, because yeah. they will be releasing more movies than we will yeah. ever be able to review. I think that's possible. <laughs> so then my the thing that I cannot get off of, the thing that I keep coming back to is just how much I would really, really enjoy having the amount of free, free time that Rapunzel has. Um, I mean... Obviously, it would get old fast, but I could really enjoy, like, a weekend away in Rapunzel's Tower just to read. 
Um, and I think that what Disney should do is they should go with the strategy that they have right now for the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where it's going to be like an immersive experience. And they so should do sell- you get to go into the Millennial Falcon and yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm I think you get to do all that. So it's going to be like what they've done at Universal Studios with Harry Potter? Exactly. But I think to another level. But I want that, and I just want them to lock me in a tower for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they could just build a whole row of towers. Full of moms. It'll just that's be full that's of moms. the only people that would ever stay. Reading books. Reading books. And then that made me think how unfortunate it is that although there is an area of Disney World that is themed to Rapunzel or Tangled, um, and it's beautiful. It's actually a really nicely themed area. It's just a bathroom. But it's the most beautiful (laughs) bathroom. It's such a beautiful little spot for a bathroom. (laughs) So you're telling me that of all the princesses, Rapunzel got a bathroom. Well, yeah. Cinderella got a castle. Rapunzel yes. got a bathroom. Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty also has a castle. Oh, that's right. Sleeping Beauty also has a castle. Um, but Rapunzel has her tower in Disney World. Um, and I don't think beyond that, because there's Prince Eric's castle, I believe, and there's the Beast castle. But no other princess has, like, a princessy area. Fascinating. So at least she got a bathroom. I guess she got a bathroom. It's really fun, too, because there's, like, little Pascals hidden, like, in the area, and you find them. <laughs> it entertain. Well, I think about it this way. You know, if you're uh, a family going to the bathroom, mom takes some of the kids in the bathroom, dad waits, or, you know, with another kid. Who knows? It has something to entertain the people waiting while somebody goes to the bathroom. Now, my understanding is it's been... I went to Disneyland as an actual wee lass. I think I was maybe 10 years old. I have never been to Disney World. I'm not a huge fan of amusement parks in general because they make me anxious. So it's never really been a huge thing on my list to do, although it probably is now, just to say that I've seen this bathroom. (laughs) It's a beautiful bathroom. And I am one of those Disney people. Yes. Where Disney is a destination for me that I like to visit as often as possible. I will admit, if they give me the Millennium Falcon, I'll go to Disney. I'm pretty sure there's a Millennium Falcon ride. It may (laughs) not be as good as Captain EO. Well, I mean, what is? What is? <laughs> Actually, they re-released Captain EO a couple of years ago. Oh, did And they? I got to see it. Yeah, I got to see it. And Was it as tragically bad as you remember it It's being? so weird. It's so weird. Like, I feel like we could probably find um, the video of it on YouTube. And maybe we could do that as a bonus episode sometime. Ooh, that might be fun. It's Let's so add it to the list. Weird. <laughs> because it is technically a children's film. Yes. Certainly children are going to Disney. Do they show that at Disney World too, or was that just a Disneyland? That was at thing? Disney World. Okay. I've only I was at Disneyland once as an adult. 
couple of years ago, actually. It wasn't that long ago. But my experience is Disney World. So that is all we have for corrections this go-around. I'm sure we made some more mistakes tonight that we may have to correct in the future. Um, our next movie is going to be the live-action Beauty and the Beast, which should be interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a really <laughs> great time. A really great time. You should follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, wherever you get your social media fix from, at Latchkey Movies. We are also on Gmail, latchkeymovies at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot us an email and tell us horrible things or send us love notes. I, I don't. I don't care. It's all really the same to me. Just let us know you're listening. Just let us know you're listening. <laughs> and if you could tell a friend or five that you are listening, that would be really great as well. And apparently you should review us on iTunes. Please, please review us on iTunes. And thanks for listening. This has been a Latchkey Minis episode. Bye.